Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast today we are wrapping up our christopher nolan anticipatory pod the director's spotlight we're looking forward to oppenheimer we've discussed the prestige we've discussed dunkirk and today we wrap up a little trilogy here with tenet before we go into oppenheimer this is a fun one this is a fun mm-hmm. one and i'm excited to talk about it I'm Colton Robertson. I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. Tenet, it was released on September 3rd, 2020. Almost certainly did terrible at the box office. Written by Christopher Mm. Nolan and directed by Christopher Nolan. Mm. Man. COVID movie, right? This one was in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah, COVID uh... movie indeed. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder how much it did end up making cuz 365 million at the box office is what it looks like and then the budget of it. This one probably had quite a budget to it. 200 million. Okay, so it did make money, but probably not what they including like promotionals and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not. Uh but still, it was a so I have an interesting relationship to this movie. And an interesting relationship to Christopher Nolan overall, where um, I sleep on this man. I consistently mm. do. You know, I've mm. watched a couple movies in the past that I didn't like. And, uh, you know, there are those ones that you slip in there, Interstellar, The Dark Knight. And I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah. You know, I love those. But then you also got, for me, Inception and mm. The Dark Knight Rises and stuff like that. And I'm like, ah, I'm not feeling this that way. I'm not feeling this that way. And then I kind of project his whole filmography to be more like those two instead of the top two. Mm. And I don't know why I do that. That's unfair. Uh, and it, it's one of the only dudes I do that with. I, I Rarely do I go into a movie like I did with this one. Fully expecting not to like it. Mm. Yeah. You know, like that doesn't happen to yeah, me a lot. I usually, I'm usually able to keep an open, go into something, be like, you know what? There's something for everybody and everything. There's probably, I'll be able to see that. This one, I was like, there is almost no fucking way I like Tenet. And I didn't, I couldn't even tell you the reason that that, that's the case mm. that I thought that. Um, I'm coming out the other side, a big old fan of Tenet, buddy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, I'd say the only movie I have that gripe with with nolan is inception now and mm. like i'm i'm rewatching the the dark knight trilogy haven't quite gotten to rises yet but i i do think i like that more than inception but inception is the only one where i'm kind of like all right it was we'll okay up, the concept we'll cool. i watched mm. the dark knight rises earlier today and can confidently yeah. say that's another one i didn't give a fair shake and i like it more than inception yeah. but it's still bottom two of oh craig had to reconnect i'm assuming uh Still the bottom two for me mm. as far yeah. as uh, 
but as far as far as like this one, I, I've seen it one time. I don't know whenever I saw it the first time. I don't. There's no way it was at a theater, right? Or like, did this? Release hey, I think it was pretty quick or? to HBO Max after its release, if I remember correctly, and maybe it maybe wasn't that's HBO what Max, I did. but some sort yeah. of streaming service. Yeah, not exactly sure, but I remember just coming out like. Like, the concept was cool, and, like, I mm-hmm. remember that. Like, it w- it was a cool movie, and I enjoyed it during the time, but I'm like, man, once I started to think about the details of how it all worked, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm I'm a little lost, not gonna lie. And then, like, the first 30 minutes, it's kind of just moving very fast, and, like, they throw a lot at you right away, and you're like, oh, am I supposed to be remembering all of this? Like, well, is this important? <laughs> or, like, and... No, big time. There's, uh, the, the first act, even... Even having finished the movie, and I love the last two acts, like the once you get to about because it's a two and a half hour movie, once you get about to the 55 minute mark to an hour Mm. around that time, the movie takes off and it goes in a different direction where you're like, oh, now I'm now I'm in, you know, and the last two acts, I fucking loved the last two acts of this movie. Mm. But even knowing where the story goes. I can't imagine the first act is all that much better. Yeah. Besides it, the opera. That's true, because there is something that does connect yes. eventually back there. But like whenever he's just going on his path and like, can we give him a name? Like it's gonna be really like just weird calling him the protagonist every time. I, I mean like, you could call him John David Washington yeah, I guess if you true. wanna, you know. JDW. Is that like JD, do people is that JD is that Dub? commonly used? I don't know. Um JD Dub. Maybe JDW or just <laughs> John. Yeah, I don't know. But he, he like, you know, the opera was cool. And then like the pill taking it, thinking he's dead. It's like, oh, now you're in to like, you know, the, it was a test. Like, that's pretty cool. But yeah, then and- after that point, when he's on his mission to like just talk to people, like jumping from person yeah. to person to person, it's like, like, is Michael Caine going to be a big character in this? Is Priya going to be a big character in this? Is, you know, I like, like you're Priya. like. I do like Priya. And that was, that was something that stuck out to me. Like the introduction of Neil. So like, that's the thing is that on first watch, I probably shouldn't have said it wouldn't be as fulfilling. There, there would be a lot of stuff that I think I would get out of it. Like fresh off this first viewing. But if I were to give it time to breathe and then come back to this, I don't think I'd get it. Cause there is so much that happens in this fucking movie, Mm. you know, like, uh, the relationship that Priya and the protagonist form over the course of this film is a really fascinating one. And the, to see the way that that concludes is kind of mm-hmm. bizarre. And that's something I need to wrap my head around fully. Mm. I understand the end of this movie, the point of this movie and everything. I still don't get the importance of the gesture and the word tenet. Yeah. Um, it's it, apparently it's all based on the Seder square. I've never heard of it before this, but it's like mm. a, tablet that was found and i don't know if it was egypt or some somewhere very long time ago very ancient and it has the word tenant in the middle and then like a cross and yeah, it's like a, it's a five by five as it is back it's like a, a five by five word and satyrs at the top and bottom going backwards so it's satyr and then rotas on the top and bottom it's like just a a magic yeah. square i don't know what you call it but Magic square. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't fully understand that all either. And then like them, like they always say, like whatever has happened, happened. And then like even mm-hmm. the protagonist, like he's like, yeah, I get it now. Whatever happened, or whatever has happened, has happened. Or whatever. there's no change yeah. in it. Yeah, but whatever then, happens, 
happened. That oh so, that's oh okay. That's so whatever word. is going to happen already happened. That's you, true. Like you can't. Okay, that makes it. more sense to me then. Okay, that okay. I like that because I was oh I'm trying to like wrap my head around like okay. So or vice versa. Either way, it works. But I think it's either whatever happens happened or whatever happened happens. Okay. Uh, in both ways, I think it kind of works the same. But regardless, Seder didn't set all this stuff in motion. He was like being used by the people in the future to get him to get all of the parts together to bury mm-hmm. it so that they could come upon it during their time. So right. it's not like Seder's the one who created all of this and everything. He's kind of just who the future people are using. And then the protagonist is supposed to just be, I guess, before the scientist. At, like, you know, like, because like, I don't know. Like, I guess I'm always I'm trying to think of the semantics and trying to make it work. But it's like time travel no. never makes sense in anyone's brain. That's there's an express so. line that I really, really enjoyed from the scientist who like it's a heavy exposition part of the movie, but they mm-hmm. have to do it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we're not going to yeah. even come close to understanding a fucking thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's when the protagonist is introduced to all these concepts and she's like, put your hand there and mm-hmm. it like rewinds up into rewinds up into his hand. And he's like, he's like, how? And she's like, it doesn't matter how, you know, like she goes, it doesn't matter how, what matters is that it happened. You know, like it's just, it, it just is, it wouldn't have done that if you didn't put your hand there. That's right. Cause he's like, what about free will? And then she's like, no, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have done anything if you didn't put your hand there. So, okay. Okay. That, that does clear it up a little bit. So it's not like, even then it just kind of makes it more, it it makes it more mysterious and that you're not supposed to really. Because I don't think they ever expressly explain why this works the way it does. It just does work that way. This yeah. material has the ability to make things go backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and like that's it. I guess they did. Did they expressly say how many years in the future that it was, or maybe they don't even know? Actually, yeah, it's I don't think like... they. Know. I think that's one of the things. Uh, the person they talked to, yeah, because the scientist says, you know, I just got the wall. And I, I get the stuff out of the wall. Like, that's all I know about it. You know, like, that's... Yeah. So, I guess, like, it is just technology that no one even understands because it hasn't even really been created yet. Mm-mm. It's just there because... Like, we know this is what it does. Yeah. And, like... We don't it, know it, how. It's so cool how it can be anything. Like, at first it was, like, you know, we just saw bullets, like, coming mm-hmm. out. But then they have that massive room. He's like, why does it feel so weird? He's like, yeah. well, well, you're catching the bullet. You're not yeah. shooting it. Like, like he, it's so, and it's like, he says it's like an intuition thing. Like, you just have to feel it happen. You know, like, whenever they, he does pick up the bullet, he's like, oh, it's like an intuition thing. Like, he, he just, it's not something you, you have to think about it expressly, you know, mm. for it to happen. It's not just like that the bullet that bullet was made specifically for him to pick up at that moment. You know, no, it was like, it's just because he's being taught in that it's moment. It's just because that bullet can do that shit. Yeah. And that's what's, uh, and uh, that what, that's what makes it work. You know, is that it is just, we're not going to bother even attempting to explain to you why this. And I love that. It's just a material. It's just mm. this, this it's stuff. Inverted. Yeah. It's just, it's inverted. It's just inverted. And, and, this when, you, and when you invert, 
everything's inverted. Mm-hmm. Gravity yeah. will feel the same. It'll react the same. Uh, but you can't breathe because inverted lungs don't breathe air, right? Uh, if it gets really hot, you get really cold. If you get really cold, you get, if it gets really cold, you get really hot. And it's like, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate the simplicity of the principles, even though it's like layered in this air of complication where you're like, Oh my God, how do you, how does this even yeah. happen? They say it's like reverse entropy and entropy is like one of the most confusing concepts in all of science. Like even people like it's in, it's in a lot of different fields, but it's like, it just doesn't make really any sense. (laughs) And, and I don't know They like, I love whenever like Robert Pattinson or Neil, he's like trying to, or I I think they're cluing in cat. That's what it is. Um, like, yeah, she's already like Priya already considers her too far gone. So like, we might as well let her know why she's going to die. And then he's like, all right, well, let's start with the basics. So basically every law in physics, and then it just cuts off. Like, yeah, you know, they, right. don't even, they don't even go into the explanation because it's just like, we don't really care about that. That's not what the movie It's like about. the anti-interstellar in that way. You know, interstellar was so obsessed with explaining to you the science behind everything because the science exists. It's there. We can, we, we know theoretically why these things are happening. This, we can't even kind of grasp our, wrap our, wrap our heads around, you know, like, and that's what's, really really interesting and i like comparing those two movies for that reason because what's interesting is that you know i can always kind of pair i feel like i can pair movies in nolan's filmography you know now i'm gonna pair dunkirk and oppenheimer um you know obviously the dark knight trilogy uh but this one was interesting because for the first 40 minutes i thought i was getting into an inception type thing that was the movie I thought was like its spirit sibling. And that's kind of something that I, I still stand by for the most part. But by the end, I felt a little bit more like interstellar type shit where I was like, it's it's this impo- almost impossible thing that's so difficult to wrap our minds around. But it, it, it just works, you know, and I think that's. Uh, that's super fucking cool. I fucking love that stuff. Yeah, I- I think it's it's better that they just try not to explain it at all and it's just like well when we get when we get these nine parts together that's when the end of the world can happen and can revert everything and end of play you know it's just like oh can you be more precise and it's like oh well everything you know and everything you've loved and everything is just gone it's it's just very simple not even like that the world will explode that this will happen first then this then this it's just like no no it all it, just meet in the middle and cease you- and, I don't know, it's very, like, I'm thinking of, like, these future people. Like, the whole time like I that I'm, like, watching this movie, I'm like, okay. So these future people, they have access to this, all this technology and all the, that we can't even comprehend during the watching this movie. So they're, like, going back in time or trying to completely reverse the flow of time. to Because, like, their world is, is too far gone, right? Or, like, it's just global warming and climate change is is been got is too much so they need to completely reverse time so that so i guess they just want to invert the whole world they like is the or the whole universe i don't know if it's if it, how that's, big that's it interesting i took what was happening with sator specifically mm-hmm. For him to be going off the rails and doing stuff that the future people aren't asking of him. Ooh. 
Okay, like, yeah. He knows right. what this stuff can do. He's like, well, I'm dying. I'm going to take this whole motherfucker with me. They don't want the world to end. They want the world to be fixed. That's true. Yeah. You know, so uh, it, it makes Seder an interesting character in that regard as well. But Because uh, I thought it was like, even in the future, well, no, you're right, because it would just, they would just reverse the pro. well, because Seder definitely wanted to take the world with him, mm-hmm. because he was dying. I think that, I do agree with that, but I thought like, if Seder just did what he was supposed to do, bury it there, keep it there, and all the nine parts are there, say like 200 years in the future, those future people come up, dig it up, then they use it however it's used, and then that's what reverses the flow of time. And then they said, even if it's used, though, like, everything, like, the people who were moving forward in time cease to exist. Like, the, yeah. like, because the way we're moving now, like, I think he explained it, like, it's, like, flowing upstream. Oh, like, the inverted over. people would still exist, though. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, like, okay. That's something I did not get. Time is moving forward for, uh, and like how we see it. And like, th- I think he said, like, it's, there's so much in our direction or whatever that we're like, we're the stream that's flowing in mm-hmm. our direction. But, but then once they it. used it, it would, com- it would switch that completely. Yeah. So, okay. No, that so, makes sense though. That may, okay. That makes a lot more sense in my head as to why they were like collaborating at all, you know? Um, cause it was, it was like a Manhattan project. It, you know that that's what the comparison they made, which is really cool, just to get like a little Oppenheimer, little yeah, drop in that. there for Priya, and like talking to talking to the protagonist. So that that was pretty cool. But then like he said, like imagine the modern day, not even the modern day Manhattan Project, but the future Manhattan Man. Project that hasn't even happened yet. Because um, that's what he's like. He's like, oh, is it nuclear? She's like, worse. You know, and and a lot of, like a fan theory is that that scientist that explained how it all worked is eventually the one that will figure it all out and then kill herself. Cause that's, that's what was said, you know, the scientists made it, but then decided to split them up and then kill herself. So it hopefully wouldn't have been found, but like would right. make a lot of sense because that's the only scientist we saw in the movie. And she's working with that stuff all the time. Yeah, no shit. And, that is interesting. I hadn't considered that. Now, Cause I yeah. kind of take it that this doesn't happen super far in the future. Yeah. You know, it, uh, like within the next century, like hmm. it was kind of the vibe I was getting is that it's within the next hundred years. Like they're going back to it's not like they're going, oh, well, we mapped all of history and this specific moment yeah. in time feels like the one. No, I feel like this is, I don't know, 70, 50 to 75 years ago and in, in the future, you know, like. uh, Yeah, because there's a lot of like the temporal pincher. Yeah, the pincer movement. Yeah, pincer movement. And, like, there's small ones that happen on, like, the scale mm-hmm. of, like, Seder taking Cat in and, like, them just trying to get it, like, all on the highway. That's, like, kind of just, like, within an hour or less. But then there's, like, right. the 10-minute one at the end, the last battle. But then there's this one that Neil explains that, like, the we whole... Are in the middle. Like, you just got to the middle of it, basically. Yeah, the protagonist... Mm-hmm has like just begun even you know like like it's like neo they've known each other for so long i don't they i don't they don't say like a specific number or anything, no he's like he, why do i feel like this is a goodbye for you and he's yeah. like hey man and he's like oh shit dog what am i about to get up to man you know like that's yeah. a 
and it's so and those revelations that makes this movie really really uh satisfying mm. you know i love the relationship that's formed between the protagonist and neil uh that's something that i just adored about this movie mm-hmm. um and again you know it's that it's that same it's it's the same principle as the entire movie you know like a it works forward. It works backwards. This moment works as a final goodbye at the beginning of their friendship for, for the protagonist. And it works as a final goodbye at the end of a long friendship for Neil. And it's like, everything works both ways, which is just bizarre, you know? And like, like in, I forgot what country they were. I think it was India. Um, because that's where the bullets are being manufactured or whatever. They need to go there. Right. Mumbai. Where they infiltrated Priya's penthouse. Um, and he's like talking to him, like, how are we going to do this? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and a waiter comes and like, Hey, would you like anything to drink? He's like, I'll take a water. He'll take a diet Coke. You know, he just knows what he wants. And, and then the protagonist just thinks like, Oh, you've done your homework. You know, like you, you're right. Just right. in the intelligence, you know, kind of job. So like, you just done your homework. You know me. Wow. That's impressive. But like, how could he know him? If he's a secret agent, you know, from the CIA that is now completely off the books, you know, so like it's but now like knowing that he's just yeah, known him. No, that's a good so point. Long. Yeah, you know, the first act of this movie probably would get a lot better for little things like that. It's the little it's details like that, especially yeah. with Neil, like Neil and the yeah. protagonist. Like that's the, that, that would be the character that I watched the most closely oh, yeah. over on, on a rewatch, you know, because uh, just that, like, it's very clear. The one thing that I didn't even need to rewatch to get was that he was the one who saved him in the opera house. Like, that was the mm. one that I really I that was like, oh watch. shit, yeah. Like, as soon as he sh- they they showed the uh, little keychain, because okay. at the beginning, I like literally thought to myself, that's a goofy looking keychain because <laughs> oh, it was wow. in the middle of his fucking back, and I was like, they kind of keyed in on it, and I was like, that's. Yeah, I didn't notice it on first that. watch at all. But then the second yeah. time, I'm like, oh, shit, that's Neil. Like, I made, like, well, I guess I made it at the end. Like, because I think he even brings yeah, it up. He's like, yeah. you were the one at the opera? Or like, what? Like they bring it up. Right. Maybe is it explicitly said, or is it just implied because of the keychain? I think it's implied because of it. I think he's talking about uh, the... It doesn't flash to it. Because it flashes to the keychain he sees on the dead body, the person who unlocked the door. That's what I right thought now. it was. The fl- maybe there isn't, maybe there is a second flash though, but I don't know. I, I don't know if it does flash to the opera or not. Yeah. It's but... bizarre. The amount of inverting that Neil does. Yeah. There's like the timeline. Like I, I watched some videos that like try to walk you through the timeline of like whenever someone's going forward and then inverted and like the protagonist is pretty normal until like the end when it starts to go a little crazy. But Neil's is like, I mean, this dude is is going back and forth a whole lot, and apparently, like, there's another version of you out there. So there's like six deals at one point. I think, yeah. like, at one point in the movie, there's like six of them out there. Um, and I think, like, I think the fan theory that makes the most sense to me is that Cat's kid Max, like Sater and and Cat's kid Max, grows up to be Neil, and. That's why, like, what, like, he says, like, oh, not even from afar, you know, like, like, at the end there, he's like, oh, are you yeah. gonna go back to see Cat, you know, or whatever, and he's like, no. He's like, I kind of want you to be my dad, man. Yeah, he's like, far too dangerous, <laughs> far too dangerous, and he's like, are you sure, not even from afar, and it's, it's because, like, he knows what he is going to do, like, mm-hmm. Neil knows full well what the protagonist is going to do, and whether it's Max or something, I don't know, they meet at some point. 
but right. I feel like Nolan's movies, he always throws in a the little, details like, whoa. there for that reason. Like, you know, like in Interstellar, a lot of the little details that you wouldn't think mattered, like on first watch, then you watch like many, many times, and you're like, oh, no, that's that's like on purpose. Like these yeah. things are, are kind of thought out. And this no, that could a- be really interesting. You know, I, I I like that theory a lot. And it would it'd be funny if that's like, you know, he does know what he's going to do, but like do you think there's a possibility that he like becomes a sort of father figure to him? I'd say, yeah. I mean, like in my head canon, like him and Kat are together now. And, and like it, he, you know, makes sure, I guess Kat's really not in any danger anymore. She's just like an art appraiser, you know, so she can live like a pretty normal yeah, until life. they, until after killing Priya and stuff, that was, they were set. Yeah. That's yeah. I get, yeah. Cause like call me, when you know, mm-hmm. state your location and your time, and he said, "Like just your location, and that's it, right?" Is that is that mm-hmm. what he said? Um, yeah, your locate location, and uh, I, th- I think he said time. Because do you think that's a future? Like, because we kind of yeah. there's a there is a time jump there in between, mm-hmm. you know, just like right at the end, the end battle, and then when he goes up to kill Priya, that's oh, probably yeah. like a far. More, I, I like know. to think that it's a, an extremely far ahead version of himself, and, and like to the point where he gave her this so that he could just get there as soon as possible. And a future version of him was like, "Now I can get there fucking immediately." Immediate, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Because like, if he knows the location and the time, then in Boop. after it's happened. Or before it's happened, he can just yeah. Because yeah, he went there. to a couple seconds before that she even said the location and time. Yeah, it was, was cool to see him back there, and then they flashed to her going, "Uh, well, I'm here. It's three o'clock. It's probably nothing." You know, like uh, that yeah. that little moment. I wonder. Very cool. I wonder if like because I'm always thinking of like the first time that it happens because like we're on like a loop, like and everything's just looping, like. Neil even says, like, I'll get you on the next way around. You know, like, it's, like, things that have to happen Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like, the first time that it does happen, is that future Neil or future protagonist there? Or, like, did he try to go save Kat and then end up, like, failing? You know, so then in the future... him does this change the course of history? Yeah, Yeah, no, I, I... I dig, and that's the thing is that I have no idea, and and that's that's the other thing though is that from the story they're telling, it's like it doesn't matter. It's just fun to think about, you know. It's like because I, I, I all in all, the story kind of it hit me a lot harder than I anticipated it to. It wasn't like it was, uh, it didn't make me tear up or anything, you know. Mm-hmm. Neil and the protagonist's goodbye probably would have been the moment to do it if anything did, and even mm-hmm. then, I was just kind of like, ah, this is dope, you know. Yeah. I was like, bro. Yeah. I'd say if we saw Neil's perspective for like however long they've known each other, that would have been a lot stronger of goodbye. And like that would have been a little different. But the fact that it's kind of, we have to imply it, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, and then you get it and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, this is actually like a really mind blow to get it from uh, Mm -hmm. the protagonists. Yeah. And, you know, that's like the protagonist. They like refer to him as. The, even like Priya calls him the protagonist like it's like and it makes it kind of makes it like in Sator is just the antagonist you know it's yeah. like like it's like it's just kind of 
you need both. Tale I don't know. Yeah, you, you kind of need both, but it, I, I feel like these future people, like they chose Sador to like do all this stuff, and like because in the crate that had the gold and the plutonium or whatever, there was even like a hand, like a written note. And like he said, like it was, he got instructions on what to do. Mm -hmm. So like, this was like, like he was like totally told what to do. It wasn't even his plan at all. But then is it the protagonist in the future going back, you know, or are the future people choosing him Right, right. Or is it by choosing, choosing Sador? Him. You know, yeah. like by choosing Sador, are they automatically choosing, yeah. or is there? Uh, there's a dual thing going on there, though. You know, because Neil gets sent to the opera house and he becomes fascinated with the inversion thing. You know, like so they had to have picked both of them in theory. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or unless there's some sort of like rebel movement that the protagonist is the head of. Where he's trying to prevent the other future people who want what Sater's doing to stop doing that. Mm. You know, like, is there something there? Is that what Neil's doing? Because they're trying to stop Sater? Like, yeah, there's there's so many questions you can ask out Mm -hmm. of this movie. And I think that's the beauty of it. And they hardly fucking matter either. It's just like, and that's what's so fascinating about it is that they could change the story drastically but they could also not affect it one fucking bit. And that's what's so cool about it. And that's what, and like, it's been a while since I've watched one of these sorts of things, you know, like in terms of like there were things that came back around. I'm a sucker for it. Whenever something we saw going in reverse Uh, is then uh, in forward. Yeah, I'm I'm like giggling, bro. I I would go, you know, like I'd be like, oh, damn, that's that's like when you saw the the Jeep like lighting up the mines in reverse and then you see Neil driving it up the hill honk, later. And honk, I, stop, yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah like, oh, yeah. man. I was like, oh, the car that flipped initially, and you're like, oh, that's just a random That one, I, that there. one I was like, oh, well, something's, something's, something's going to happen here. Yeah, like, but I, I didn't even realize it until he, like, got in the car and started driving. I was like, because I remembered seeing that car going, like, mm-hmm. why is it inverted? That's you know, bad. the first time yeah. around, I was yeah, like, like, what the fuck? That car, that car just showed up out of nowhere. Like, exactly. it's just there, and Sater's like, cool with it like you know everyone was just kind of like yep that car's just in the middle of us and right that, now. you know that they they tossed that shit across the hood of the car that the protagonist was in like uh that shit was cool and i'm a sucker for that shit so like the things that i sort of like equated this to in my mind and this has come out this has come up a couple of times and not to the same effect but mm. uh westworld you know mm. like whenever stuff starts to come together and you just kind of go Oh, yeah. oh, damn. You know, like, uh, you have your theories of how you think it's going to connect, but then you mm-hmm. see how it actually is like laying out. And it's just, it's so satisfying. Like that feeling, I don't know. You can't like, I'm trying to think of another genre of movies that you really get that in. Like, I, it's, it's, it's like, it's mostly it's sci-fi stuff. If yeah. if you're going to do it on this like level where it's like so mind bending that you can't even, you can hardly even comprehend how it works. You know, because there there are obviously massive twists and stuff, you know, but rarely the ones that are like, oh, wait a fucking minute, dude. I don't even know if I fully understand how we got here. But like framing the uh, framing the ending as like there will be a team of inverted. uh, Of inverted soldiers who arrive back to camp. 
after the battle before they go into it? Am I getting that right? Yeah. So the, the red team, they go forward in time. Yeah. They're just, they're normal people to us, but they have the knowledge from the blue team of how the entire battle went. So like they know everything that is going to happen even before they start. Both teams do. But blue, but like that's the thing is that like it has to be a loop because like the first time that it would happen, well I don't know I, I'm I, my mind bends and I, I shouldn't like go down. No, that no, way. I'm with you like, though because like that's the shit that just kind of fucks me up about the movie is that like I don't think they knew everything the blue team did, you know? No, because that was the briefing, the briefing yeah. that they gave that was like we can't tell you everything. But here are the details that the blue team gave us of how the mission went. So it's like everyone. They know what they need to say. Like, yeah, everyone just plays their role that they need to. And like, cause Neil the whole time, he's constantly like, he knows far more than he's putting on and like Mm -hmm. way more. He could tell the protagonist like a whole lot, but he, he can't because like, he was like, well, if I did tell you this detail, would you act the same way? I don't know. You know, so it's like he had to keep a lot of details suppressed because, yeah. like, he saw the protagonist. Like, he took off, like, the, the callback to the, the policy is lying. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the operational policy yeah. is lying. Standard policy, like, yeah. Or it's, like, actually, it's actually yeah. suppressing. You know, he's like, you don't, you don't lie. You just don't tell the full truth. Yeah. Um, But the idea that they frame that last battle, like they're like, you see the good guys arriving back. Anyone you see reversed, that's a bad guy, you know? And then to make that a twist where Neil decides to do his own thing, but he knew he was going to do his own thing because he always does his own thing. And again, that goes back to the intuition thing where it's like, he's, it's almost like he just lets it happen. You know, it's not like it's, it's yeah, not I like, like oh it's... shit, this is what I have to do in this moment. It's just like he's like, this is what I am doing in this moment, I guess. Like, I feel like it's like a constant back and forth. Like, the first time this battle happened, maybe the good guys got completely wiped out, but then they went back in time, gave them all the information, and they went through, and then it's now, like, it's maybe constantly mm-hmm. getting, like, closer and closer to, like, this looping or something. Yeah. And then, like, but Neil. I feel like his decisions he made were very in the moment. It was like they oh, felt they I, felt very individual to him. Yeah. So is is there a possibility that like I feel like what Neil did wasn't supposed to happen, but it is because it he does it, and like it is like going back in time. But and like, that's what's confusing. Like first. Luke. He did like, not know he was going to die going into this, right? Or does does he know this is the end of his life? I feel like he knows. Because he... Yeah. And I don't know why. I felt like... Okay, so he's walked... There's, there's an inverter down there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, down down there. And he, he sees some soldiers walk in. No, because he would have saw himself walk out the other side. Mm. But we didn't see that happen, though. Maybe, like, when he inverted himself to pick that lock. No, because he would have saw himself walk out because he had to walk out to go and mm-hmm. pick the lock or whatever. 
Um, but maybe he saw the dead body that was already there. Because wait, or would it have? Would he have been dead yet? Yeah, I'm trying. Well, that's to... the thing is that you can't think like that. Is that like, like him being alive is happening at the same time as him being dead? You know, because they're technically not the same. They're they're technically not the same fucking guy. Uh, yeah. They are. They have the same thought processes and they have the same emotions and everything. And they were searching. They're seeking the same result to the same mission. Okay. But as soon as that guy dies, all he knows is that eventually he's going to have to invert himself again. And then he's just going to have to go and do that shit. Cause he does see that body. That's the way he knows he has to go do that. You know? Okay. So he does see the body. So he sees like the key, his own keychain. He knows it's, does he know that it's his body? You know, and that's, I does, think he does like, because he says there's talk. only one way. There's only one way to complete the loop. I have I have to do this. The way he's talking is like I know I'm done. Well, like, that's he, the thing is that I don't think that's the case throughout like the entire battle. I think that's the case at the end of the battle. Yeah, that he's like whenever he's talking to him, yeah. it only occurred to him recently, like within the last minute that he's like, oh shit, well I'm gonna fucking die here. You know, it's it, another great comparison that I kept thinking about throughout the movie. That's it's just on a much grander scale here is Terminator. Yeah, like a, yeah, like the triangle that has to like has it, to it happen. Just has to happen that way, but it breaks your brain to even think about like how it happens in the first place. Yeah, it's like, and yeah. that's what like why I feel Neil is is just the little kid that he grew like up Neil with. got that, sent that back. No sense. He didn't know like same. Well, I I, I looked at Neil as uh the uh the father of the little kid who knew he would get sent back in time. But had no idea. Well, that's that he would die at the end. Of that the whenever you go back in time, it's not you jump to that point point in time. You have to be inverted for that long. True. So I like, was talking how... about the Terminator. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, then that yeah, my bad. I was thinking. I was thinking about the, the father and Terminator who. Yeah, there's like different kinds of time travel. Yeah, there's ones where you can... yeah, because he does just jump. I didn't think about that though with the inversion in in Tenet is that like you have to when they go to the opera it. house or when they go to the the airport a week earlier, they experienced an entire week backwards. I, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't yeah. I didn't consider that. So if you want to go a year back in time, you have to spend. You have to live another year. Like you have to invert yourself for a year and live inverted. For a year, and then how long the- has Neil been inverted? Bro? That's what I'm saying. Is that like it? Ha- like, it, but he's old. Like, do you a do you reverse age? Do you you know if you're inverted, do you get younger? It because- would make sense that that's the case. It's how pretty much every other law of the is, body yeah, works. Like heat is cold. Like everything is opposite. The so, uh, like- the longer you live, the younger you look. So the longer you live, the younger yeah, you literally maybe get. Not actually, the kid. Maybe he is just someone in the future that knows all this stuff. That's just been like he traveled so far back, and then he got younger. Like maybe he was an old man. Well, I guess maybe maybe it was the kid. Is there? The he was old. Uh, is there the chance that the protagonist we see at the end of the movie also came from that time and has just been working his way back there? And 
that's the pincer movement is that he was moving towards that time at the same time as future self was working backwards. I think that's that, what that, I mean, we'll never know. Like, no, yeah. but that makes the most sense. The protagonists came back with Neil. Yeah. You know, and that's why maybe he knew exactly where Neil needed to be because he knew exactly where he would be. And that's like, uh, Neil knows he, more though. Like Neil at the opera is already using an inverted bullet to kill a dude. And yeah, then yeah. I'm saying that Neil and the protagonist from the future came back in inverted time. And that's why their relationship has been so long is that they lived all these years together up to this point where the protagonist basically fucked off for a while and let Neil do the shit because he can't interact directly with himself. So basically, he needed his homeboy to to hook him up from the past so that his his past self oh, would get to the man. point where he's at now and like you know so like it's wow. it's tenant bro it's the same forward as it is back. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's nuts. No that that may, that's like something clicked there. Like, yeah, no, I feel good about that. There and like and it just gives it like that's that's the thing is that that's how grand the story can be. It's like as as wild as your imagination can go, anything can kind of apply. Like you can you can think that maybe someone a thousand years in the future went back and then sent someone that is closer to the time back into the future. You know, like maybe it wouldn't make sense for someone who's 500 years in the future to actually live for 500 years or something. Maybe it's like a... a and it works so much more for that last little scene where he saves her from Priya. If he knows, he's like, well, I just got to be here by this time. I got that call eventually. That's yeah. just where I've got to be by this time. Oh, yeah. That's that's 100% what it is. He's like, yeah, yeah I just... Like I, there's I'm, a version of the protagonist that is just living inverted. Is that an inverted version of him? At the end, though, no, he's that's 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 where my theory is. Unless he not breathing. Oh no, that's a good point. Unless he turned back around, and he starts living forward. I I don't know. Maybe that's I guess that he would just have to invert to that point. Yeah, like you know, like it's. Maybe he's living inverted, but then an hour before, you know, yeah, it's just, yep, let me go, and I'll be in the back of Priya's car, and bop, bop, mm-hmm. there you go, and yeah. right gone. Um, huh. No, it's a fascinating, I, I can't even, I can't even fully wrap my mind around it, which makes me want to dig into more specifics about the story itself instead of the grand scope of things here. We haven't talked about Kat uh, a whole lot at all. And I think, like, her part of the story is really cool. Kat's dope. Like, she sees her, like, the mysterious woman dive off the yacht, you know, at the beginning of her story that ends up being her mm-hmm. um, at the end, which is really, really cool. Yeah, Elizabeth um, Debicki, by the way. But, like, one of my favorite scenes with her was the – whenever the protagonist and her met for the first time in the restaurant – and Great. she was explaining, like, how Sador has the hold over her. And, like, yeah, I did this kind of, you know, I, I, we did whatever, but then he's like, oh, any billionaire would be pissed to lose any of their fortune, you know. He, he tried to get, he tried to get it back, you know, or whatever. And he's like, why? I don't understand. Why is he, like, well, there's something that's not clicking. She's like, no, that's, that's how he has his hold over me. He uses that as, like, a, a reminder that, like, I don't know, that, like it is 
Because I guess the part that I'm still a little confused on is how that whole blackmail thing started in the first place. Because Sator uses the painting to blackmail Cat to be like, hey, you did this to me. I got no fucking clue how the how the painting thing worked. When there's like a revelation at the end of the movie where he's like, yeah, I had this the whole fucking time. I was like, yo, I didn't realize it was supposed to be gone in the first place. You know, I was I was lost there. So well, I won't be able to go with you on this one. Like this, there was like a real version of it and then a fake. That and was, a forged by this like, artist from Spain. Yeah. A good one. And then... I'm just confused as because there was some at some point Cat was trying to do something to blackmail Seder, I think, Mm -hmm. in some way. But I don't know how the painting does that at all. But the part I think I do understand is how the blackmail works in the other way, like how Seder uses it over Cat. Right. Just as like. But I guess why? Like what? Hmm. Yeah, the painting is the the most confusing part to me. And then like, because then they're breaking into that facility trying to find it, right? Like, isn't that the whole heist? Or like, what what's the heist that they're doing? Yeah, it's like to airport? get that. It's to get that painting. The real one, like the actual real I one. I believe or? so. They think the real one's supposed to be there, but I think the fake one is actually there, and Sator had the real one. Yeah, he somehow because if that's the thing, if Sator knows any little detail of anything, then he just goes back and then mm-hmm. unravels that plan and makes him because at the end they make Sator think that his plan worked by having the bomb still go off, but just having the algorithm thing out so that he would go on thinking his plan worked. But they know that it it didn't at the end or whatever. So, but the painting thing, I think, is the other way around. It's like, he, like, he's going to let them think that this painting is there, let them go through with this heist, everything, but he knows he has it the whole time with him. Right, right. No, the whole, the whole fucking arc there is, is, is kind of bizarre and hard to follow. And that's part of why I think the first act could have benefited from a, like, uh, could benefit from a rewatch. Cause the whole first act for me was kind of just, we're doing this thing. We're doing this thing. Now we're doing this thing. And I didn't really know why we were doing yeah, any of the things. It was very, jump- um, yeah. I mean, like the first mission and then him dying and getting tortured and then waking up on the CIA boat, I feel like it was all pretty normal. Easy yeah. Yeah. But then when he's like, all right, this bullet, I need to know the materials of it, so I'm going to go talk to – I'm going to go talk to this guy. Scientist? Is it the scientist that he talks to first? Yes. Scientist comes first. Okay. Then he goes like, to Mumbai. Right. Then he goes to Priya. And yeah. Then, but he has to meet Neil. And then after that, do they go to Michael Caine? And then from no. Michael Caine to Cat? Where's Michael Caine? And does Michael Caine come before Mumbai? And that's, yeah, that's the part that it's like, there's so much jumping and getting information from different people that I can't track what's going yeah. on there. Like, no, I'll need to, I'll need to give it a rewatch to tell you for sure exactly the mechanics of the first like, half. Definitely go story. scientist. Definitely. Mm-hmm. First. Then I think, because Michael Kane is who leads him to Cat, right? Yes. Because he tells him all the details of the painting and how all that whatever he's the one who explains he's like i have a gesture and a word for you 
Michael Caine does that? I'm pretty sure. That wasn't the guy on the boat, the CIA guy that like when he woke up, he's like, I thought that was the guy that did it on the boat. Oh, no, I think you're right. Because Michael Caine was just eaten. That's like, I could barely understand like half the words he was saying. And then he's like, he has the accent as well. So it doesn't help very much. And I feel like, I feel like that was done on purpose. Like, I feel like it's like these details don't actually matter. Like, I, I think it's like, it's all just mumbo jumbo until we can get the actual story started. I feel yeah. like, like, I don't know, because... Well, and that's the thing, is that I think... One thing that I won't give this movie a ton of credit for, like, literal quality-wise, um, is that I think everything that builds up to the airport is there so you can reverse and see what happened at the airport while they're inverted. I think that's the only reason we really did all that. You know what I'm saying? Well, so that for the first time, you'd kind of go, oh, whoa, and that part I did really appreciate, you know? Mm-hmm. uh like the realizing oh neil saw me and and everything like that's that's super fucking cool but the fact that i'm having a trouble i'm having a tough time figuring out why they were there at the first place is not it's not a credit to this movie yeah you know what i'm saying anything is the most confusing part to me but then once they like get on the highway and that starts happening then i'm like that hardly matters anymore yeah i'm until the end when they go Hey, I have this. And you're kind of yeah. like, what? And I'm like, I don't know why I'm supposed to feel that way. Um, yeah. Talk, man, talk about how Sator died, though. Man, how brute, like, showing him fold, like, in just like, like, before he, like, he oh died. my God. Like, that was brutal. The kitchen scene, I think, I'm, I'm debating on what my favorite scene is. And it is either, um, like, the, the highway kind of, yeah, like, that was the first time I kind of went. Oh, and, wait a minute! Like, so, like he he's inverted. Like, I, there's a lot. I guess I don't know when it starts and when it ends because there's a whole lot there. Like, because then he inverts and then we see it all over again. So I don't. But I really like just like when it was first happening, like when the maneuver, like they had all the trucks around the two cars. Right. Yeah, that that was a contender for me as well. Like the trapping him in literally yeah. was like, oh damn! Like if you can do that, you can. You can really fuck some shit up if you, if you like manage that. They needed that. to keep him moving so that the GPS people tracking him wouldn't think anything's wrong. Because, like, yep. that's another detail that I think is really cool is that, like, if you leave any paper trail or anything digital, they will know it in the future to go back and make sure that that doesn't happen. So it's right. like you you have to leave everything off the books. and And it got me thinking that's like – I have my memories in my head of like what I did yesterday. No one knows any of that other than me. And then right. if I don't write it down, if I don't put it on the internet, if I don't do any of that, it's going to me, going with me to my grave and it will, no one could ever figure anything of that out. And that's yeah. why Sater's like obsessed with the details. Before he like went into the little inverter, he was like, make sure you text me or like you tell me every little detail of everything that's going on because he just, he needs knows. some. Yeah. He somehow needs to know in the future, or else he can't do anything about it. And so that's why, like the highway scene, like all of those thoughts, like we're just kind of going on at once. I really like that. But man, I just re- like I don't know why I liked it so much, but just it, it followed the protagonist meeting Cat, and then the, and then he's like, oh well, I might you know these guys are just here to beat him up, you know, and they they're like get back into the kitchen, whatever. But that brawl that was in the kitchen. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I really like, like, just for the. I ordered my hot sauce an hour ago. 
that's my line. I don't know. I, I heard that and I'm like, yes. I like it's funny and I don't there's a way more meaningful lines in this movie, but I don't care. That one I, I just <laughs> I love, love that. So, that's fucking funny. I think I'll I'll keep that as my line and I'll give nod to that scene, but I think I have to give the highway heist scene, scene hey, it's, the actual it's scene. more than deserving there. Because I mean like they did they actually draw like did they do that? in real life, you know, like, did they actually stomp on the brakes and, like, keep it going, like, I don't, like, I'm wondering, like, how much of that is real and how much of it isn't, um, because, I mean, like, I've seen behind the scenes of, like, him actually on the firework, like, or firework, the fire truck ladder, like, swinging Mm -hmm. over and, like, doing stuff, like, they were actually doing that and moving down the highway while they were doing it, but maybe, like, they didn't actually crush the cars in between, you know, maybe they just kept it all going or something like that, but, right. But I, I don't know. I really loved the highway heist. I don't. I don't know what to call it. Uh, but that pincer movement that happened there, I really liked. No, that was fire. I, I did really, really appreciate that. My favorite scene, I think, just because like it is, it is the emotional umph of the movie is Neil's goodbye. Mm. I, I, I loved that moment because you can tell that john david washington and this is the this was the moment where i considered giving him the performance not it hadn't even really occurred to me up until this point Mm. um you can tell he feels the importance of this moment and doesn't know completely why it's important yeah you know uh, the way that he is tearing up crying and he's like hey dog i don't know why this feels like such a massive fucking moment uh maybe it's because you've saved my life like three fucking times now and that's all i really need to know but it seems like you you like love me, dog. You 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 fucking mm-hmm. with me, like <laughs> you know, like that's yeah. a, uh, I, I love that moment. So I, I had to give that the respect there. That transcends through time and yep. whatever. You know, an interstellar Anne Hathaway goes off and is like, I don't understand it. We don't understand it. Maybe that's the one thing that that is keeping us all connected or whatever. And who knows? Maybe maybe he does have that feeling for a reason. You know, like it's it's that. I guess he, it was kind of implied. Like, Neil was kind of speaking as, like, a goodbye already. And he's yeah. like, why are you talking like that, man? You know, like, what's what's going on here? Oh, I don't know what's going saying. on, bro? It's like, and then, yeah, when he starts tearing up, man, I don't know. Yeah, I, no, that's a, that's a great fucking moment from John David Washington. And that's something that, uh, uh, when it comes to John David Washington, I've always known him to be a solid actor. But I've never viewed him, you know, he's Denzel Washington's son. He's got a lot He's got living some big up to shoes to fill. That's yeah, that's sure. uh, yeah. and so I've never, I've obviously you don't want to compare Denzel mm-hmm. Washington to much of anybody because that's just that's not going to go well for much of anybody. But naturally, when you're watching John David Washington and something, he is Denzel Washington's son, and that's front of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my favorite thing I've watched John David Washington in, mm. and what? uh. But I've seen him in like Ballers, the HBO show. I've seen him in uh, Black Klansman. Uh, uh, he was in Malcolm and Marie. Um, and none of those. Uh, he's 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 very solid in Black. And, and that's again, he's solid in all of this. You know, like he's he's solid in everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's never given me like a wow factor. Like, oh, John David Washington's in this. I gotta see it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not something yeah. that's happened with him yet. And maybe it will eventually. And this one getting me more excited for him in the future but uh he did really good he he held up very well in this movie i think he's an action star like that's 
action is his vein because whenever he's fighting or just running or like he, I don't know, he makes it look intense, like pull ups. Mm-hmm. You know, when he's just training in the windmills, yeah. like pull ups, or like on the boat doing pull ups. Like I don't know, he I I think his dialogue like delivery wasn't like the best throughout everything. I'm I'm giving him my performance for the movie um, overall. Mm-hmm. Just I, I think like for the action and every like him having to actually be confused, you know, and like portray like he like I think it was a lot of facial acting that he did. Yeah, he did a good job. Movie. That was really really good. But the the dialogue is just so mind fucky in the first place that it's like, and it's so exposition heavy that uh, it's very tough. I think Robert Pattinson did a, a way better job with like the delivery of everything like that. But I think like the overall like amount of screen time he's on, like he's he's here for the whole movie. He is the protagonist. And man, I love seeing him in the action scenes. Like that kitchen scene when he's beating like beating the fuck out of those guards. Like just when he's getting his shit kicked in in the ending too, man. Like even then, he's not he's not winning that fight. But goddamn, is it fun to watch? Like he's he makes that a little bit electric. That's a good point. Uh, The torture when he's being tortured in the train tracks mm. and like he's all like like just broken. He has to dive down, take that pill, like and like I don't like all that stuff. Like I don't know. I, I I really liked just him in this movie i think it's partially because he is denzel's son that i'm giving him the nod i mean i i love my boy denzel so i don't right. know I, I just i and, and that clicked like halfway through this movie or like i think it was it was in that kitchen scene like i knew that he was denzel's son i heard it before but then while watching i it i didn't it didn't hit me at the beginning you're like man this kid could yeah. be denzel's son wait and i'm like yeah and then, <laughs> and then when he's fighting people i'm like oh wait a minute that's actually in real life Denzel's son. And then I'm like, oh, it's just so cool. So yeah, I, no, I, 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 love, I love that. Uh, I, I loved him in this movie. I really did. He was, uh, and that's the thing is that the performances all around in this movie are extremely strong. You know, like uh, it's saying something when John David Washington did incredible in this movie. And I, I, I don't know that I'd put him top two, maybe top three, you know? Yeah. Um, like acting, like actual, like with emotion and like dialogue delivery, Just playing I with feel. a character, like it, it. There's a lot that Elizabeth Debicki had to do that I thought she did fantastic. And as Cat, mm. I thought that uh, you, you kind of mentioned that with the protagonist, John David Washington's just kind of along for the ride. Yeah. So instead of doing a lot of the acting, he's doing a lot of the reacting. You know, he's mm. he's. He's kind of responding to every situation while everyone else makes the situations happen. So Mm -hmm. it it, it caused like Robert Pattinson as Neil to be very, very good in this movie. I think Um, this is one of my favorite Robert Pattinson roles. And there's not a lot that you'll ever catch me saying that I didn't like him in, but Mm -hmm. uh, he did fantastic in this. My actual favorite performance, and I was so happy to give it to him here. It, it's going to be Kenneth Branagh as uh, as Sator. Like, uh, yeah. I thought he had a lot of heavy lifting to do for that very reason that I just said. Like, he's he is pushing the story forward in almost every regard because if he doesn't, if he stops, then there's no fucking movie. He's just got to keep doing his fucked up shit. Oh. Um, Crazy how low he is on the list mm. on IMDb. Why? Like. Like his like, he's below Priya, Neil, a uh, Stewart, Crosby, all the SWAT guys. Um, like that's an, I don't know. It's insane how low on the list he is. I I don't know like how they determine that order. Um, yeah, I'm not sure either. Um, 
but no, I, I knew I recognized him from Dunkirk. Um, hmm. and I'm like, yeah, I, I, I've seen this guy somewhere, but like, man, what is he in? And then you, you were like, oh yeah, he was in, I think he's in Tenet. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, he's in Tenet, but I didn't even remember he was Sador, you know, like the yeah, main yeah, antagonist. No, the movie. Yeah, and he's I, the guy he was, here. And like, he's, he did such a good job as the, the villain. thing for me that was really impressive is that I think Christopher Nolan is a, uh, he's got incredible talent for story. Like, these are this is what is going to happen to the characters and this is what will push the movie forward and this is this is what everything will culminate in what i don't think he has particular strength with often is character work i think he does i i think he's just he's solid at it again it's similar to john david washington for me where he's solid at acting you know he's he's solid at writing it it's more than enough to get it get him by obviously mm-hmm. but there's a uh, I, I don't feel like a lot of personality usually comes through in his movies. Mm. You know, it, it, it often feels like everyone's kind of playing roughly the same character. Mm. And, uh, this one, I don't, I th- I feel like the actors elevated it a lot. Like they, they took the material they were given and they kind of make it what it is, you know, cause I think that you could make an argument that Neil and the protagonist are written incredibly similarly there's there's a bunch of revelations with neil later on that make him like oh shit but he doesn't let that on for a really long time Mm. you know like he he acts like he's experiencing the stuff with the protagonist but you don't get the sense that robert pattinson and jdw are playing this at all the same way you know like they are they are very they have personalities and i Mm. i owe that to the actors i don't think that he wrote a lot to make that make that the case. And then with a villain, Sador is very, I think he's very cookie cutter for a villain. Like he is, he's what you would expect the antagonist of a story mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. Um, and I think, shit. I mean, man, yep, just, like a, the, just a dick. Like whenever he takes off his belt, puts the cufflings on the belt and mm-hmm. like, like that, like that scene, man, like he, I don't know. He does it very well. At and that's what I'm like. like I think he shit. elevates the yeah. shit out of that character, Kenneth Branagh, because he also mm-hmm. has a bunch of terrible dialogue that like I, that, that part where he's talking about chopping off his nuts, chopping off his balls and shoving them in his throat. And it's very funny to watch a man choke on his balls. Like mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I, I just kind of like rolled my eyes, but like I, I, I didn't literally though, because Kenneth Branagh did enough with it to make me go like, this is somewhat believable, you know. Like I believe that yeah. this man would say that. Um, he's he's a bad dude, an arms yeah. dealer, but way worse. I, I remember someone's like, oh, he's just an ar- like an arms dealer or like whatever. He's like, no, he's way, way worse. worse than that. Um, but I love that scene, that like that dinner that they're having. That's a really good thing. Like John David Washington there, I really liked him there. Like, um. You know, what, have you had sex with my wife yet? He's like, like, no, not yet. Or like, yeah, he's like, not yet. Um, like all the little one liners he had in there, like were pretty good. Like the hot sauce one, the not like that one, not yet. I felt like there was maybe one more. No, Um, he was pretty funny. But yeah, like, like pretty funny at at times. And that's why I just, I gave it to him was like a lot of moments. Like he he was just there and he was, he's Mm -hmm. the protagonist. Like he is, I think like just the main part of the story. So maybe that's, Maybe it's more like fitting to give him the character nod, but I—I I mean, 
There's just someone who's a much more likable character. I mean, man. And likable and just, I think the story's way more interesting, and that's Neil. Like, Neil is just, Mm. Neil's so cool. Like, and, like, him saying, like, he has a PhD in physics, I wonder if that's just a lie to cover up the fact that he's just from 50 years in the future or whatever it happens to be, and he just knows, like, it's just second nature to him by now. Um, And all this stuff, but, like, I love... Neil is, I feel like, the most interesting character to me. And, like, him, like, you get the moment of Neil taking off the protagonist's mask, looking at him, but then being like, okay, I gotta do some other shit then. Yep, Which, like, is, again, going. like, he doesn't know all the details. Like, he was sent back with the information that every, like, it, almost sometimes it feels that way, where it's like, he he didn't know that was gonna happen. You Did know? He? I took that to be... He didn't know he was going to pull off the protagonist's mask. The moment he does, he realizes you're doing the right thing. I can't fuck with you. Whatever you are doing, I have to go with. So he just lets him go and doesn't, doesn't even think about it. You know, like that's, I think that's it. I don't think that he necessarily. Because the one like rule or anything like the one rule of all of this is like you can't come into contact with yourself Mm -hmm. like if you do goodbye and like I wonder if it was just like he knows that like like he isn't well yeah he probably doesn't know that in this specific moment that he's going to see the protagonist but then when he does see them he's like oh whatever is going oh, to happen. You, like, has happened. You, you like, you are like, further along in the mission than I am. Yeah. You know, like, oh, okay. Yeah, that would, because that was him who came back from, like, John David Washington was the version of him that came back from the future. Um, and had, he'd reverted into forward yeah, by that point. All he would need to see is his face. And, and like, he knows. The one that he's been with traveling forward in time is right there. And he's like, if he sees his face, he's like, oh, okay, well, you are past me right now. You mu- yeah. you are in the... Mu- okay, I was thinking of it as, like, he was in the know of all of this. So that when he saw the protagonist, he was like, okay, now I just have to let you go. Like, I... like there's a, there's a... And that's the thing, is that the way I read Robert Pattinson in that moment, it's not necessarily the the writing of the moment mm-hmm. that kind of gets me there. It is the way that he reacts. It's, it's yeah. like, a, it's like a dawning of realization almost mm. paired with shock, like kind of like okay. a, like a, Oh, like you, you fucking go. I, I like, I get it. You know, like, uh, not a real, like, Oh, I knew this was coming, but like, uh, Wait. I'm smart enough and have experienced this enough to gather what is happening here. You know, so if they do, have a really <laughs> long relationship eventually. Right. Wouldn't one version of a Neil have to actually know, like, all... Well, I guess it'd have to be, like, in a paper trail or, like, specifically these details be known. So how would... Yeah, the protagonist would really have to tell him, like, oh, yeah, no, that was... That was like, I'm, I'm the rules come. don't work different from Neil as they You're do right. for everyone else. He can't... Right. He, he literally can't be told every detail. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think that makes more sense is that he is surprised at first. He's like, what? Like, that's not what I was expecting. He just but has then he's like, oh, it has to be okay. 
Yeah, like right that's here. the whole thing. It's fascinating how much of this movie is built on the idea of faith. Like he's like, I think Sador is like, you're you're a you have blind allegiance. You have no idea why you're fighting what you're fighting for. Mm. You know, like uh, you have no idea what you're doing. And Neil knows what the goal is, but he's just kind of got to trust the process, dog. He's yeah. just got to be like, it. If I feel like I'm supposed to do this in the moment, whatever happens, happened. You know, like, I can't yeah, change like course from something I don't know is going to happen. So I just do what I feel is right. And that's probably what I did before hmm. or later or whatever the thing fuck. In, oh, opera is one of the words in the square. I didn't even see oh, that. And like the magic. Yeah, opera is one of the word. Seder. It's the middle one, but then opera backwards is Arepo? A-R-E-P-O. Arepo. Arepo. They oh, said that. that. Something. That was the painter. That was the painter who painted the, uh, the, uh, the faux version of the painting. You said Arepo, and I was like, oh my god, wait a fucking minute. Yeah, that's a thing. Uh. <laughs> wait a minute. Okay, then what is Seder backwards? Rotas? R-O-T-A-S? Okay. Ro no, let's see. I don't know about... Maybe was that the scientist's name that... Yeah, like Rotus. Rotus in it. Explain by the tenant square. Wow, yeah, there's a whole article that... Oh my god. In addition to performing stunts backwards, the main cast actually had to learn how to speak in reverse. Wait, because whenever their lips moved, they... Oh, I didn't even think about that. Because, like, obviously it's not, like, they're reversing the audio. It's just their lips had to match. They probably voiced over the yeah. audio in reverse. But then their lips had to match those movements. So they had to actually talk backwards. I guess they could reverse the dialogue. But regardless, like, whenever you look at someone on the opposite side of the glass, looking like they're speaking backwards like their lips don't match forward words they have to be oh, saying that is that's right there is some like it like they use like a walkie-talkie that clears it up eventually you know yeah. that's like but there is a little brief period the in there where they, it is actually talking backwards yeah yeah oh but that, uh yeah sir kenneth branagh not only had to learn to speak backwards but he also had to do it with the character's russian accent so oh, he he was man. doing that backwards. That's nuts. Uh, yeah, that's nuts. I mean, I don't even this square thing is kind of blowing my mind right now, and it's kind of it's besides the point of the movie. But like, I was reading it just horizontally because that's how humans read. But it's like it's the same horizontally and vertically. Like, it's, yeah. Like that's like no like, matter I saw which way you're looking across, at it. it but like, goes yeah, it's like every single way you look at it wow that's but yeah i don't know because arepo being the painter that's interesting i wonder if if rotas r-o-t-a-s i don't that doesn't ring a bell in the movie though no um, it doesn't arepo immediately clicked for me huh yeah i don't and it's really like when you try to google it a lot of it's just like the actual tablet is popping up oh how will ah. arepo and rotas come into play in this um just another fun fact you were speaking to the athleticism of john david washington uh he's more athletic than your average actor as he once held his college's single season rushing record 
and took a shot at the NFL. So he was say, a running. He was a he college looks, football running back. Like it looks like he can run. Like I don't know. Like whenever he's running out of the opera, like full sprint before it explodes, but into like the back of the van. Like I don't know. It's just like every time he runs, I was like, man, this like this dude can this fucking is, yeah. book it. Yeah. Yeah. No, right. yeah, he said the filming was so relentless that he couldn't run for over a month after shooting some of the action scenes. There were days where he couldn't even get out of bed, according to him. Hmm. Wow. That's I I I'm not not as as mad a, or not as disappointed at giving him the performance now. Like the, he actually no, had, no, to he had to put in like a, a physical performance. Who was Fiona Durif? Fiona what is her character? Because someone says, uh, someone said that Wheeler, Fiona Duriff's character, was the English equivalent for Rotas. I guess. Um, oh, yeah, but... Spanish to English. Rotas. Oh, oh yeah. I guess is it that is pretty. That does sound very Spanish. Um, broken, I guess. Is what it? At least that's what Google Google Translate um, yeah, says. Yeah, the broken Rotas ones. Hmm. But anyways, a rep that that is really cool that a repo ended up being in there. I, I didn't think like I didn't even get that at all. I would never have remembered that. Um, but man, yeah, they. I'm reading some of the trivia now too. Like, and I, I'm curious on how real the highway scene was. But that that airplane that crashed into a hangar that, that was, was real. Thing. Yeah, yeah, that was. It looked real too. Like it had an essence there that was like, uh, there was, if it was the, if it was visual effects, it was the greatest visual effects I've ever seen. Because like when you can tell they just like set a camera up in the hangar and we're like, all right, let's crash this bad boy into there. We got one shot at this. Yeah, we got one. Let's get as many angles as we can, you know, Mm -hmm. while we're doing this. It like hits and you see the camera like shake. (laughs) Like that's, that's natural. That didn't just. Oh, they didn't man. Photoshop that in, you know, like that's, that's some real shit, but, uh, no. And that's another thing that I appreciate about Christopher Nolan. The more that I, uh, the more that I dig into him is that everything feels so practical. Like he has such a fascinating way of blending the visual effects with this really heavy, like heavy hitting mm. real feeling action. Uh, that kind of reminds me of like mission impossible where it's like, the action you can tell the action is being done right there in front of you mm. uh the setting might be a little bit dr- dramatized but it's mm. uh that's that's some shit that they're really doing uh, i f- i found what rotas means in the movie oh, yes. it is the name of the security company in the movie i'm assuming that's referring to the like uh keeping all the art like at yeah. the airport what they crashed the airplane into i think um or is that the security company, Rotas. What what secure? What other security company would there be? Um, Maybe the guys who show up to protect the opera. Yeah, the security company that Sator hires is called Rotas Security. Okay, so it's actually Sator's guys, I guess. Okay, um, which makes sense. Hmm. Oh, in Latin. Not Spanish. Okay, that makes more sense. This tablet is Latin. It is that old. I, that that makes more sense. But rotas means wheel in Latin. Ah, um, that makes sense. So, but um, I guess it's so there. But yeah, you were right. Uh, the former lover Thomas Arepo, uh, the paint was, or 
Yeah, that's the painting. I can't believe... Wow, I, I did not pick up on that whatsoever. But I guess I didn't know about this tablet. Yeah, no. Like as soon as you said as soon as you said a repo, that was the only reason. I didn't even think about, well, what's opera backwards? You know, like that didn't occur to me, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I don't even think that like affects anything. It's just little details about the movie that become more fascinating the more you learn about it. But uh, let's wow. see. Wow. In order to shoot and elaborate the forward and reverse car chasing with very few or no visual effects, a team of 20 top drivers from California was assembled. Later joined. Wow. So I guess a lot of that was actually real, which is, I mean, that's the thing is that a lot of it, like, it looks like they just really did a lot. Someone's just cruising in reverse, you know? uh, All the visual effects being done is making the tires look like they're spinning the other way. Like, that's... And, like, I think, yeah, my shot, there's one that looks really pretty. Um, Not a pretty scene, but it's when he's getting tortured in the train tracks, and it's, like, just very symmetrical. It's, like, kind of a wide shot. You see, like, all mm-hmm. the way down the tracks, him, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. looking really pretty. So I'll, that might be my shot just for, like, a freeze frame. But if I can take a shot that happened over the span of a couple seconds. It's, it's that building at the end that exploded, yeah. put itself back together and then, then exploded, exploded again. again. And I was just like, I'm like, no, I'm like, okay, they so filmed that, but then they just did it in reverse. But then it's like, no, was that like the exact middle point of the battle? Then is that what that means? It happened at five minutes. I think I'm pretty okay. like, yeah, because yeah. they looked at their watch and they're like, we're coming in on a shockwave. Or something like you know something happened at five minutes that, yeah, and that that makes the most sense. That like, the forward team did because that's literally what happened. The forward team did the same thing the backwards team did, so that it yeah. just so it was because it blew up twice. Yeah. yeah. So oh my god, that's yeah that that makes so much sense because and they that's why they can't come out from their they, hiding spots because if they get seen by the wow. other team, they're fucking dead. That's it. That's why it doesn't matter wow. if they. Yeah, and that one poor dude that got trapped into oh, that building. Get out of there! That would be horrific. Horrific uh-uh. way to die. Yeah, what that uh-uh. gentleman went through. Uh-uh. Um, but uh, but I, I think I'll go okay. with the building, not the train. I think I have to go with not the gnarly. building. Just it's gnarly. Yeah, I was. I loved it. But um, I actually it was like a one second cutaway. Um, where it was just Seder barely lit up it's like a mostly black screen except for what you see with Seder and like a window to his left and there's like a red light that flashes past that window and it like brushes over Seder as he's like walking towards the camera I thought it was fucking awesome like as soon as I saw it as soon as I saw it just one of those visual cues that's like this is the fucking bad guy you know um and I I adored it so I oh, yeah. I loved the the like red and blue Mm-hmm. like that colors that cool. they, not not just like the patches that they had on but like the actually in the like inversion yeah. room like and there's a science reason why it's red and blue like red shifted light is like what you would see from the future and then like if it's blue shifted you're looking back and I, it's like there's an actual like re, which is pretty cool but like i think just visually like visually this is i don't think it, it stacks up to dunkirk's visuals i don't think um but it was this one was i don't know a lot I, I liked the visuals in here um, and the colors and everything that it used. It was a lot more colorful of a movie than, than – Yeah, like, you know, I thought that uh, it, 
it's been interesting to watch this project make me kind of eat my words about how I felt about Christopher Nolan's movies and like the color palettes of them and stuff. Like I, in my head, I had them very blue, gray, white, just kind of dark, neutral color tones. And that these obviously still play with those, but there's a lot of moments where like he just has a very specific way he shoots nighttime. And a lot of his movies take place at night. So he just kind of, that's just kind of what a lot of shit looks like a lot of the time. But there were a lot of moments that kind of stood out visually as far as like being like, Oh, this is, this is weird. Like whenever it's like so bright in the background that it's basically like a white backdrop because that's where the sun's beating from. Like it, Mm. that was pretty, you know, he's not focused on making every single shot look pretty. I think it's more of like, I'm going to show you something visually that shouldn't make sense. And that's, what's going to blow your mind instead of like using the colors and the lighting and everything like that. But there Mm -hmm. are some times where he, like where you can tell like he really did care like the red like your shot like that's that's very oh, yeah, specific and maybe that's more on the cinematographer like... sort of thing and is this hoyt van hoyt yeah, like van hoyt oh yeah. yeah dude i'm i'm so glad he's he's shooting oppenheimer too because uh the scale of it man he knows how to capture something fucking big and he's mm. goddamn good at it um yeah yeah it's this one, I don't know. It's it like again. I I don't think it visually stacks up to to Dunkirk like that. That was just visually incredible the whole time. I felt like, the and I was shot. like, and like the colors were actually a lot more vibe, like or maybe not vibrant, but um, noticeable. I noticed the colors in Dunkirk a lot more than Tenet. Um, but not to say that it was it looked terrible. Like there were a lot of shots that were were really nice. Like even when he steps out into the inverted world for the first time. And, like, you see the yeah. bird flying backwards, like, him reverse step into the puddle, yeah. like, in him, like, like that, I don't know, was super cool. And, like, just on a technical side is a really cool shot. Um, but maybe just visually is not necessarily, like, the most beautiful thing to look at. But it's it's more of, like, it's more beautiful for your brain and not your eyes, um, if that makes sense. No, 100%. Yeah, no, it's a, it's it's fascinating because you got to perform that scene backwards too. Yeah, like, like I can I could probably walk backwards, but I'd really have to think about it because yeah, like making that look natural because every step yeah. you got to go, you got to go heel to toe, not toe to heel. Yeah, as you're stepping you can, backwards, if you walk backwards naturally, it looks like you're walking backwards, and if you reverse that, it's like okay, something's gonna be off. But like to have to actually walk backwards, backwards. Like, yeah, it's like a so many things. Like your arms have to sway naturally, well, and, but like, and to even think like, that the scenes literally acted backwards from the jump. He starts the scene in the car, and from an acting perspective, he he starts the scene in the car, and he he kind of has to right. lose oh, yeah, realization the further back he gets. And it's kind like it's not just literally what he's doing; it's the way that he is reacting that has to be backwards too. And he like kind of. So he went from like running to walking and then you're right. He got more confused as time went yeah. on. So it looked, yeah. he was naturally doing it at the beginning of the shot. And then mm-hmm. as it went, Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. No, it's like, that's what's impressive. Like whenever you think wow. about the backwards acted scenes. Yeah. You know, that's like it's something that's, uh, 
that it just it's impressive stuff kind of like a stop motion appreciation like the same Mm. appreciation i got for like fantastic mr fox or isle of dogs is like that's kind of like the same vein is like very meticulous yeah craft and just what everything you had to think of in doing that and then the actual but like on this thing like that's an actual person doing those things like that yeah i don't know that's that's great. I wonder how many times they had to do that to get it right. And make oh, probably it plenty. Look good well, and that's it. the thing is that like the stunt that's happening when John David Washington's fighting John David Washington, that's happening. And one of them is acting backwards, save for when they're like literally defying the laws of physics, you know, like, yeah. uh, yeah. Like, whenever they're, like, going, like, fist fighting, one of them is acting backwards while the other is... Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, and that's... So there's some stunt guy in the suit. Like, that's really convenient for it to be a suit. And also, it would break, you know, all reality if they actually saw that it was him. Exactly. But, like, yeah, credit to the stunt stunt people, too. Stunt team's fucking crazy, man. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's impressive stuff. Breaks my brain. uh, and like thinking about like why he shot the gun. Yeah. Is he unloading it? I think he's unloading it he's... and also making him like they're face to face. You know, if he gets a good enough look, he's fucked. So like yeah. you just you just the set the never gun like, off. It's never like he knows it's gonna actually hit him. He's he's like no, yeah, he's, like he's to missing. the side, like because he know you can't kill him. You know, he can't kill himself. Yeah, yeah. He can't, he, like obviously he doesn't want to do that. Like he knows that but that's, that's him. The thing is that right in there. theory he could, because like the thing that Neil says later on about the paradox, what? where he's like, he's like, well, you know, what gives me hope is that we're here, which means that we probably succeed. And he's like, well, I, if it helps you to think like that, sure, but that's not the case. You exist because you existed. I thought, but there will be another version of you that will exi- that won't exist if you know. Like it's, I thought it was um, that, like he's like, yeah, the grandfather paradox. You go back back in time. He's like, well, what's the answer? He's like, well, we don't know. It's a paradox. Um, yeah. And then he's like, what happens if I do? And he's like, well, it doesn't matter. Sador and those people think that way. They do think you can. So we have we have to try to counteract that you know sort of thing um because yeah that is that is really weird to think about if he does accidentally like kill himself right there i don't think that he just fades away no like he would just keep being inverted it would just break if he if he wants to invert the other way then he would eventually die but, nope, then the other per- but then the other person needs to go back to kill him. <laughs> like, it, it's a paradox. You know, like, it is yeah. a constant. Like, we will never find it's the answer yeah. because it doesn't make sense. But, no, that's... I Any movie or anything that gets the audience to use their imagination to fill in the gaps, I think is, like, that's what makes, like, Star Wars and stuff so magical. Is that, like, there are some certain stuff that are, like, that, that is explained to you. But until it is, like, you just have to, like, it's magic. It's like, oh, well, it's it, it's happening up here in my brain, and it's different, a little bit different for everyone else. Um, mm. and I think Tenet is, like, it's kind of follows that same thing. And, like, it's time travel, so I guess there are some rules to it and stuff. But there's a lot of stuff that is definitely just 
movie magic and that mm-hmm. you just have to fill in the gaps for. And I, I love whenever that can happen um, in a movie. And this one just gets me to think like crazy. Like after the movie's done, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm not going to sleep t- normally tonight. You know, I'm going to have right. some, yeah. Some I'm, my, my mind's running with this yeah. thing, but uh, let's. Uh, you think you're ready to throw a rating at this bad boy? You think it's I, about that time? Yeah, I think I think we are. I, okay, I'm comfortably uh, enjoying this more than the Prestige. Yes. And that's and, at an eight. Dunkirk was at a nine five, and I, we we've we briefly discussed this off mic. I think we're in different places where we're, with where we appreciate this compared to Dunkirk. Um, like I'm imagining you are going well. If that's a nine five, this has to be a nine five. Is that kind of where you're at? Yeah. I'm confidently between the prestige and Dunkirk. Like I'm confidently nine and that's kind of where I'm at. Um, so, okay. Now that I'm, I'm thinking Dunkirk as you in the whole time and it's just a chaotic, Oh my God, the whole time. But the, the first act of this movie, I think I would even be comfortable meeting you in the middle there though. Like a nine, two, five, I could see me going up because to speak to you there like you were you were granted me a little credence for the the lack of fulfillment in the first act the last two acts are fucking awesome and i had a great time watching them for a movie to save itself from my opinion of it is that doesn't happen a lot for the first 40 minutes i went i do not like this movie and i think that that's true on a rewatch i don't think that would be the case there's no part i coming out the other side going Oh, I like this movie makes the last two acts all the more impressive. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm confident that if I did watch the first 40 minutes again, I would not feel the same way I did. And that deserves a little bit of credit, you know? Like, uh, so I'd be comfortable meeting you in the middle there and splitting it at 925 for enjoyment. I like that. And I think I, I actually agree with the 925 putting it a little bit below Dunkirk because Dunkirk doesn't have that at all. The whole movie. Yeah, it's pretty There's no no act that I'm like, ah, well, when, that first when it act comes to I really was talking about like, Oppenheimer here in a couple of weeks uh, or next week. Uh, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the movie I'm going to watch before I go see Oppenheimer is Dunkirk. You know what I'm saying? That's and fair. It, not not just because it works as a pretty good double feature, in my opinion, but uh, <laughs> because tonally, that's that's what I'm expecting, and that's kind of what I, I, I want his films yeah. to be. You know, I don't I don't think that I'm going into Oppenheimer going, you know what? I'm going to watch Interstellar the night before. It that's true. Feel, yeah, you know, no. it doesn't feel like the right vibe. But uh, mm-hmm. I, and Dunkirk, that's that's it's also a movie that in the future. I might watch it a couple times before I see Oppenheimer. If I'm being, if I'm being for real, like it's, I, I enjoyed that a lot, and I want to rewatch it for different reasons than I want to rewatch Tenet. I want to rewatch Tenet so that I can get stuff. I want to rewatch Dunkirk so that I could just watch it again. Mm, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. No, I I, I like that. I and because Tenet has a a little bit of like that like humanitarian sort of like vein in it. Like they even mentioned Oppenheimer a little bit in like the Manhattan mm-hmm. project, stuff like that. But like Dunkirk, that's like, I don't know. I, I really thing. hope that that's like kind of the tone that Oppenheimer takes. That'd be really like cool. That and, and that's um, the thing is that I think Dunkirk, I think it has just a lot more heart in it where this felt very, 
meticulous and calculated almost not to say that it doesn't feel like the creators put their all into this. It's very clear that they did. And, Mm -hmm. uh, but that is the difference between for my money, uh, tenant Dunkirk, you know, like Dunkirk feels like it has a much more personal touch where this feels like they were, you know, Dunkirk won a bunch of technical Oscars, but it feels like with this, they are trying to win a bunch of technical Oscars. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like that's a, yeah. Yeah, they visual effects and production design. Okay. Let's see. Any Kansas City film crit Man, what the heck <laughs> is going cool. on, Kansas City? We, not, we haven't not had Nolan one in such a Kansas long City. time. Yeah, we haven't had one in such a long time, but uh, I feel like it was like Rushmore that had one for some yeah. fucking reason or something like that. Um but okay, I like I like nine two five. I, I, I okay. do agree with that. I'm I'm there. Um now critically is it as well made as Dunkirk? What do we give Dunkirk? Nine two five. Um, I, it's not. I don't think it is. I don't think it is on any on any ground. Actually, um, no. that's no. that's a different kind of movie. Where I do think his character work in this is actually stronger than it is in Dunkirk, as far as you know, actually exploring characters a little deeper. That's just because the story lends itself to that a little bit more. Mm. Um, is it as well made as the prestige at a nine? I think this movie is, uh, I think it's better than prestige in every regard, except performances. Um, I think I like maybe, maybe writing, maybe writing. I think the story of tenant is better, but the, like the writing of the execution of it, maybe, I don't know. Like maybe, I, I don't know what I would want. Not like the second and third act, I am completely, I don't want a thing to change about them, really, in Tenet. But I, I don't know, maybe if the first act is done some other way, I don't know how. Um, but there's I think, this, like, the prestige is very... There's this thing with together. the prestige that lets itself kind of breathe. I feel like this is just, I, I don't feel like it ever fucking go, stops. Go, 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 know? go. Yeah, we are um, all gas, no breaks here. Like, the only breaks we get are the dinner... We're like, Sater's like, yeah, have you fucked my wife? No, not yet. All right, I'm going to kill you. Oh, okay, now I know this information. All right, now we're on. Now we're going. It's like you sit down for 30 seconds, and then that's it. Um, But in The Prestige, you actually get like, I don't know, just a lot more character. Just a chance to sit with your character and like see Mm. what happens in their brain. How, you know, just a chance for them to act and not react. I think that that was a very nice thing you said about like John David Washington is that he is reacting a lot of the time. Um, but in the prestige, I mean, it was just, it was all an act. Like, I mean, everything was an act, like even, even the story. Yeah, was. So, literally. I mean, no, um, it is interesting to compare yeah. all these movies because I don't feel that vastly different about them. I don't mm-hmm. think they're all but incredibly well made. They're, like, yeah, they're like, all incredibly no well one, made. No uh, one doubts Nolan's movie making capability. I don't yeah. think. Um, and so when it comes to comparing it to the, you know, I I find myself enjoying this a lot more than the Prestige, but I guess I can't honestly tell you if it's better. Um, I think some like of the practical stuff, just what they actually had to do, was right. very impressive. Maybe we um, give it a little bump for that reason because I don't think I can. I certainly can't tell you it's worse than the Prestige. I don't think. I think that I'm looking at two movies that are roughly of the same quality. Uh, so it's either a nine or because it either ties Dunkirk. At a nine two five, or is the prestige at a nine? 
Oh, then it's tying the prestige at a nine. I didn't know yeah. what we had them at. Yeah, uh-huh. Dunker's at a nine two five. So, um, gotcha. I think I'd no. even uh, yeah, bump Dunkirk I'd, up like a nine five, and then this. Yeah, I was like either five. bump Dunkirk up to a nine five or move or, both the prestige and ten it down to an eight seven five. Um. Like I feel like the gap between those and quality is bigger than a quarter of a point, in my opinion. I do think so as well. I don't know. I think maybe we're a little too nice. The prestige. I mean, the perform. Like I think we we, we said we, like the performances yeah. were very very good. That's what carried it through a lot. And well, the story was really. I don't know. It was just no, the story. Really like and that's the thing is that like. I'm left in a very similar place to Tenet where I'm like the performance was the performances were awesome and the stories were dope. Um, visually it's satisfying, but it's not his best work ever. Um, you know, like it's like, those are very similar movies in essence as, as far as the way I feel about them. So like, you know what, to go ahead and roll with what we've given it. Like, I don't want to change anything. You know, that's, mm-hmm. we, we gave the movie what we gave the movie. I that's can true. only base it off now. You know, what happens happened. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go nine out of 10 quality, which I don't think, uh, well, that's perfect because the average makes it work out perfectly. Like I think because, oh, yeah. uh, Dunkirk is at a nine, three, three tenant would come out to a nine Oh eight or a nine one basically. And then the prestige is at an eight, seven or an eight, six, seven. So like, Tenet is in between the Prestige and Dunkirk on average, and I feel like that's that's right. Like that's that feels good. that's definitely right. That order I think goes right there. For me, just like overall, I think I put Tenet above Dunkirk because of all the satisfaction and of the sci-fi stuff that I can get. Mm. But if I just want like a critically like act like the better made movie is Dunkirk. I think gotcha. that's like that's without a doubt. Um, but Tenet is it just has that sci-fi. Uh, aspect to it so it's automatically I mean this thing coming out of here with a 91 is way fucking better than I thought it was gonna do you know Mm -hmm. and that's why I gotta give it some props it feels uh it it surprised me a lot you know we haven't had on the director spotlight you know we haven't had a lot of opportunity like man this one this one surprised me we have that a lot with the comic book movies and you know like that sort of thing we're like ah this one I I didn't realize that I would like this one I didn't realize how good it was and Mm -hmm. that's that doesn't hasn't happened to me yet. This is the first time that's happened to me on the director spotlight. So I'm sitting in a place where I'm very satisfied with Tenet, and uh, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. happy to give it such a good rating. Got a 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb, and I can't imagine it did that much better on Rotten Tomatoes. If I recall correctly, this movie did not do well. Um, it was not well received. Let's um, see, 69% critically and 76. a 76% audience. Letterbox. Let's see what that a three point four on Letterbox. Yeah. Um, yeah, my my uh, Nolan list. It's number three for me of uh, of including the Dark Knight trilogy. Like Interstellar is still my king. I don't think that's ever going to be beat. Yeah, I rewatched the Dark Knight last night, and As did I. I didn't know if it was above Tenet or not, but that rewatch solidified it at number two. And then Tenet. Tenet is my three. But Dunkirk is, I mean, it's like right there. Like they're right. basically tied for a third. Um, it's just what di- what mood am I in? Am I in a sci-fi I actually mood? Have or... a, this is interesting. I have a bit of a gap there. Like mine's one, two, three, Interstellar, Dark Knight, Dunkirk. 
And then for me, mm. there's a bit of a gap before Tenet. Okay. Uh, but I do still enjoy Tenet a great deal, of course. And this is just more of a reflection of how much I love movies. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because five and six are Batman Begins and The Prestige. Um, mm-hmm. I like those movies a whole fucking lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I think Batman Begins actually ended up shaking out to having a higher ranking, higher rating. Uh, oh, well, I shouldn't uh, shouldn't spoil that for everybody as that's mm. not coming out for another week and a half or so, uh, maybe two weeks. But uh, if, I, if I recall correctly, it didn't do a ton worse than. Uh, than Tenet here, like a, like just mm. barely, if I recall correctly. Um, yeah, and that's let's see, looking at it. Average eight, eight, one. Little yeah. spoiler there well, for some people, but uh, on average, well, so I mean, the like, point isn't the rating. The point is the discussion leading up to it. That is what yeah. the podcast is about. But I mean, there Nolan knows how to make his movies. That's for sure. And I love this uh, comparison people are making with uh, Nolan and Greta Gerwig, just for all the Barb, you know, Barbenheimer, Oppenheimer, Oppen Barbie, however you want to say it. The war's going on, but people are like really rooting for Greta Gerwig like to come up like and just be like this huge name and like keep doing it and she's saying like she's going on a very similar path to Nolan mm-hmm. like making two films that were you know I, I don't know what one, you call one them for not them, franchise film sort of yeah thing. that's what it was and then like a franchise film like Nolan did Batman and then now Greta's doing Barbie so people are saying that we should expect a Barbie trilogy and the second one's going to be even better than the first. There's already a sequel in the works. Yeah. So like, I think like, it's crazy the path that they are going down, which I don't know, could be really awesome. So I I like that we're doing the spotlight on Greta here, here soon. And and we can, I don't know. The Greta girl week. That the girl week. Yeah. I got to get used to that, but man, no, this is a good time to, to be a movie fan right now. Or at least, so and so, there's there's some movies that are coming out just for for money and cash grabs and and whatever. But hey, the, man. The even though you can this. find a lot of enjoyment, yeah. in. I just watched uh, I just watched the Super Mario Brothers movie the other night, and it's not still. it's not it's it's low on my 2023 movie mm-hmm. ranking. But I had a good time, man. You know, and, and that's what Jack that's for. Black, Chris Pratt, yeah. who else is up in there? Like uh, Keegan you know. Michael Key. Yeah, that's uh, right. Isn't he Toad or something like that? Yeah, he's Toad. That's and that's what's crazy about that movie is that, like, everyone's doing voice, like, hardcore voice work except for, for Chris Pratt as Mario. I feel like he he's he's really just serving himself with a slightly little bit of a different voice. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy was Princess Peach. Charlie Day was Luigi. It was... Uh, you know, I had a, I had a fun time. It wasn't like it it wouldn't do nearly as good as Tenet did here, but it would uh, it, it well, would I do sure fine. Not. Um, if yeah. if so, well, maybe I do hope so because that'd be I don't know I don't know what world we live in where a Mario movie is made this well, but I mean, there's a Batman movie that was made this well, or I think mm. even better in the Dark Knight. So like, oh, there you it go. Can't exist, I guess. Um, but no, there. Um, uh, I think Nolan shook out pretty well. We got we got one more to go, obviously, but we'll watch that. Yeah, I can't believe the anticipatory work is already done because, uh, like we did ten fucking movies before Asteroid City. That was easy. Uh, that was a uh, basic take. And uh, that's what's crazy is like I don't. The closest we'll get is Scorsese. 
with Killers of the Flower Moon, and even that won't be as many as we did with Wes Anderson. Uh, granted, you know, with Nolan and Scorsese, we have covered some of their movies. You know, when it came to the 52-year journey through film, we covered, I think, three Scorsese, maybe even four, with Taxi Driver, Goodfellas, The Departed, and Wolf of Wall Street. So, yeah, four. Um, and I guess with Nolan, we already covered Interstellar and the and trilogy we're covering. Oh, yeah, and it's so five movies. Like that, we either yeah, and we're going to be covering Batman Begins, yeah. The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. Like we will end up covering eight Nolan movies at when all when all said and done. But in anticipation of Oppenheimer, you know, given what we have scheduled and what we've already done, we only had three movies to choose. Well, we had four, but we had a scheduling conflict with Asteroid City being released a week later than we thought. Yeah, maybe it I was going to be Memento, but maybe I watch you know. Memento now. Um, just see, because there's not one before Memento. no yeah we could do the same thing we did with asteroid city where we we just watch the first one before the most recent one that'd be a fun yeah. little tradition yeah, um, yeah. but man but yeah, yeah man, I, I, I had a great I'm ready for though oh am i ready for that Dude, movie? i'm uh i'm i'm far more excited than i was three weeks ago you know and I, I was already excited you know i i was i was ready to see this movie it looks like it's going to be one of his best Killian Murphy is fucking incredible. I love that guy. Um, Dropping random pictures of him looking hella stressed out and yep. sad, and that's, that's all the I whole need. promotional material. That's yeah, all it needs. One picture a week, almost is what it seems, and that's all I need. How do you, Killian? Is that how you, Killian? Yeah, Killian. Okay, so like Killian. I just didn't know if I was saying. It. I didn't know if it was like Cillian or like I didn't know the C or if it's no. There were a lot of people who just realized it was Killian based off of a uh, like a interview behind the scenes where one of his co-stars calls him Killian and people were like oh I've been saying his name wrong hmm. Killian. Okay. a lot of people think it's Cillian but it is it is Killian hmm. yeah because uh, I, I just know him from Peaky Blinders I Peaky fucking Blinders uh, I think I haven't watched the newest season out yet but, but he, I haven't yeah. watched I, I've watched the first three episodes each of which I always really really like I've watched the first three episodes like six fucking times trying to commit to it it's tough. Um, it, it is a tough show to commit to but i just have a tough time committing to tv at large and so incredible, like though in it and that's that's what like i'm excited to see what he can do as like a lead role here uh because man on a like, feature it, film yeah uh because we talked about him as scarecrow and how he got a little overshadowed and stuff like that it's and time that, man he finally gets to headline a christopher nolan movie which i'm very excited about but that means we will be back next week to talk Oppenheimer next Wednesday. Ooh. You know, uh, it, it comes out this Friday. The theater trip. Um, yes. Hopefully. Who knows what will happen there. Yeah, we're going to be seeing it on IMAX in 70 millimeter, which Ooh. I'm extremely excited oh, oh, for. Yeah. That, that, that picture is going to be crisp. Um, mm. I'm very excited for that. But, uh, yeah, I think with that, we can go ahead and conclude this bad boy. Um, if you would. Head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content. All sorts of stuff over there for you. We have a $1.50 tier where you get nothing but written reviews. And if you were on it this month, that would mean you've already gotten a Past Lives and Dial of Destiny review. Uh, at the very least, because we're recording a little bit in advance. Um, and a fictional short story on the $3 tier that I wrote, I wrote and I'm very proud of called him and her. And that's what you would have over there on Patreon as of July 6th. So a couple things in a week, keep that in mind. That's kind of the pace I like to keep. You get a lot of stuff. 
if you sign up at the Patreon and you get the satisfaction of supporting us financially, which is huge because this costs me money and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. So thank you to my patrons over there, our patrons over there, and uh, we appreciate you greatly. Um, let's see. Head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Recently signed up for the Instagram extension uh, app threads. Oh, yeah. Uh, threads and Instagram app. We're over there now at Penny Bloom Podcast. Um, seems like it could be a very interesting platform that I'm very, very excited about. Um, but I'm going to stick to Twitter until that shit really collapses for real. Um, I will Wait. update threads every once in a while. See, and we'll see how the the social media war goes. Yeah, <laughs> between the Zuck and the Musk. Yeah, if that fight uh, actually happens in the Roman Coliseum, I'm gonna fucking die. Like that's <laughs> gonna be so funny that we'll actually be alive to experience that. Like, what yeah, the fuck? No, that'd be fucking hilarious. Uh, but yeah, head head all those places and follow us there. Remember to leave a five star rate and review and download some episodes for us. Um. Yeah, you know, Oppenheimer's next week, but you know, Barbie's releasing the same day. So we're doing Greta Gerwig after we do Nolan. And unlike these previous projects that have taken us weeks, we are going to go ahead and just release those back to back to back a little, uh, little week of Greta Gerwig, the Greta Gerwig, as mm -hmm. we have dubbed it. Um, and I'm very excited for that. Our comic book movie journey through film is still continuing. I believe this Friday is Constantine. Yes. Or is it V? Yeah, no, no. This this Friday is Constantine. Next this is Friday is Constantine. I just really like Next V for Vendetta. Vendetta. I jumped the gun um, on that movie a lot. Um, we've still got our uh, Game of Thrones rewatch podcast going. Winter is Blooming is on Mondays. And if you're a fan of the Penny Bloom podcast and you're a, fran you're a fan of television, or if you're not, if you haven't even watched Game of Thrones, watch that shit and then catch up with us. Because uh, I don't know how much more honestly how much more television we're ever going to cover after we get through with game of thrones like the the movie stuff is just too fulfilling i have too much fun with it i feel like i'm too locked in with tv shows sometimes like bruh i i haven't watched secret invasion since the premiere dog really oh i'm i'm, I'm no. up to date on it i just kind of I, I always forget though that it's out and i'm like oh yeah that is out i guess i'll watch it i haven't quick. watched it since week one and uh, wow. i've had no compulsion to uh i'm sure the show's yeah. fine um it's but okay yeah, yeah yeah i'm like but that's where i'm at with a lot of tv in general i'm like yeah, yeah. it's fine you know they're yeah. the goodies they're the goodies that slip through the cracks and that's why we're covering game of thrones and who knows maybe maybe one day we'll get we'll get back into it but uh yeah the week by week shit for tv it gets tough it gets tough mm. um but yeah check that out uh and with that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And we are the ones who save the world from what might happen. <laughs>